Welcome to the From Self-Doubt to Success podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Petroquin, career transition coach and mindset mentor. I created this podcast to show you that your biography is not your destiny. At any moment, you can take back control of your life and transform it for the better. The way you've been conditioned to think is holding you back from creating your own version of success. If you feel like you're not living to your fullest potential and letting life happening to you instead of for you, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hi, Hilary. Welcome to the podcast. So first of all, today is uh, the International Women's Day. So I want to say happy Women's Day to you and all the women listening to us today. I'm so excited to interview you on this day. So you are a life organization coach. Uh, you help people conquer adulting overwhelm. I personally love your niche and I think we could all use some advice on this. So Tell me a little bit about your career. How, how did you become a life organization coach? Uh, what have you been doing? What did you study? I always love to ask this question. Absolutely. Yeah. So very happy to be here and happy Women's Day to you as well. Very exciting. Um, yeah. So I studied physics. That was my undergraduate degree. So quite a 180 from the coaching that I do now. Yeah. Um, and honestly the drive there was just, you know, academic challenge. Like I was really looking for something that was difficult and I could say like, Hey, look, I got this degree. So it was, it was definitely tough and something that I learned a lot of problem solving skills from, and also just working with others so that we could all pass our, our exams together and we wouldn't all fail. So it was definitely an interesting experience. But by the end of it, I realized that physics as a long-term goal was not really something that I wanted to be doing. It was a little bit too abstract. And I really wanted to be in, in the weeds on the ground, like impacting people day to day. And so decided to shift into the business world at that point. Um, and I joined a company Uh, a kind of fairly large corporate company that uh, allowed some rotational experience uh, right out of university. So I started out in the IT space, kind of working on technology things for about a year and a half, tried that out, and then also had the opportunity to shift between different departments, which was really great and something that for me as someone coming from a non-business background gave a lot of experience to uh, to try things out and see what worked. So moved into marketing analytics for about two years right after IT and so got to experience that. And then as I was kind of working through that, that role and we can definitely get into this, there was a bit of burnout that I ran into at that point where it was just kind of grinding myself into the ground and really just not feeling super aligned with what I wanted to be doing. And Um, after about two years, I ended up shifting into the HR space. So the, the people uh, side of things with my same company. Oh my God, you're so young and you've done everything. I've moved through <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. So, so, and even within the HR space, I've moved through a couple of different roles. I started out in personnel administration, kind of doing the, the back end, kind of technical aspect of uh, processing information. Um, but also managing a team at that point, which was great. So getting a team of five underneath me and getting to uh, experience that a little bit more than I had in the past. Um, and then into people analytics. And so kind of bringing that data background that I already had into the HR space. And so that was a, a really fun experience. And then for the past year, I've been in employee experience. So specifically kind of the engagement side of things. So my role right now at work is director of employee experience, which 
coincides really nicely with the, uh, the coaching that I do. And so from a coaching perspective, I launched um, my coaching business back in 2019. And so that was kind of during that reinvention process of myself, realizing that I wanted to be focusing on things that really helped people and impacted people. So as I shifted into HR, I also shifted into kind of life organization coaching and organization is something that's really near and dear to my heart. And I saw a lot of need for it in the colleagues and the friends that I was interacting with. And so really just brought a lot of that experience together into uh, my practice and uh, ended up getting certified as a life coach last year as well. So getting to pull that into Congrats. everything that I'm doing with clients. So yeah, lots hey, of uh, different avenues in that. Wow, we're talking to a real high achiever right now. So <laughs> I love it. Um, I also love that your experience is so varied. I think mm -hmm. that, and you know, you are finding now finally fulfillment in your career, it seems, you mm -hmm. know, even though you started off with studies that you may have been interested in, um, but clearly it wasn't really aligned with what you wanted to do with your everyday life, mm -hmm. right? With your everyday exactly. tasks. Uh, it's very similar to me in a way. I studied political sciences and I was so mm -hmm. interested in it. I went into the master's, like I spent so right. much time on this. But in the end, yeah, what you said really resonated with me of, feeling like you're not having a direct impact on people and I can really mm -hmm. feel you on this one so yeah totally. thank you so much for sharing this story because I feel like a lot of people doubt themselves or like don't dare changing careers because mm -hmm. they feel like they're stuck in one role and yeah. there's no way they can do something else you know so I feel mm -hmm. like your story is so inspirational because it shows that it's totally possible Absolutely. Yeah. And it was really interesting to be able to bring those transferable skills from one to the other and, and explain it to people in that way where it doesn't sound so crazy once you explain, oh, well, I learned problem solving here and I learned with working with others here. And that really came together into an overarching role. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting too. I grew up in a, in a household with a little bit of career changing um, kind of normalized as well. My dad was a radio DJ until I was about two years old. And then he went back to school and became a software product manager. Wow. So very different. And so I was kind of used to that idea of if you want to change, just go learn what you need to learn and you'll be fine. So. Yeah. Cause I was about to ask you, how did you feel personally when going from one uh, role to another one, did mm. you feel always confident in, in those transitions or because you said you had to explain to people those skills that you had those transferable skills right so totally. is that something you were really aware of from the start or you had to learn mm -hmm. yeah it's it's kind of a mix of both I would say that uh, quite a bit of imposter syndrome would crop up in a lot of these experiences especially when moving into a role where I'm managing people that know what they're doing. That was the biggest leap for me was, yeah, you know, I have these skills, but the day-to-day -day activities, I don't know how to do. So I'm going to my own direct report and saying, Hey, how do I run this report? Cause I do not know how <laughs> I have not learned these actual tasks. Mm -hmm. And so it's definitely kind of getting yourself used to the idea that even if you don't know how to do a particular task, you still have the overarching skill base to get mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it, you know, it was a little bit retroactive for me to have to look back on it and say, oh yeah, I really was qualified for this just in a different way. Um, but in the moment, absolutely. There was a lot of like, 
imposter syndrome or feeling that I needed to prove myself. And so it's, it's something that I've learned over time as well. Yeah. I mean, it's always easier to, you know, acknowledge that once you you've overcome it, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess the lesson in all of this is to know that we can always learn more things. Um, And it's not because we are not specialized in something yet that we cannot be right. Exactly. Yeah. Just giving yourself that, that freedom to, to shift if you need to. Awesome. I love it. All right. So why is it so important to be organized? (laughs) Yeah. So of course, this is something that I love to talk about. And it's also something that I talked about before I even became a life organization coach, because organization was very important to me. But I think the biggest reason why it's important to feel organized in your day to day is reducing the mental clutter that can result from having physical clutter in your life. And when I say just clutter in general, it doesn't have to be in your space. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I have a stack of papers on my desk or anything that simple. It really can be, you know, a lot of things on your to-do list, or it can be, you know, a, a routine that isn't really clicking. And so you feel like you just have so much going on. And so what I found in myself and in working with clients is that when you have a ton that is distracting you, you feel the weight of it so much more heavily. And so what ends up happening is, you know, once you're able to clear through that clutter, it allows you to focus on things that actually matter to you. And so when I was going through my own kind of burnout journey, I was experiencing this, this feeling of overwhelming piles of things going on in my mind. And part of it was physical, you know, my home was not as tidy as I wanted it to be. And it's because I was just feeling this weight. And as I cleared through these different aspects of my life, whether it was my physical home or my finances, getting those in order, or just kind of creating a little bit more organization, it allowed my mind to have the space to even think about, okay, now that I've got that dealt with, What do I want to do with my life? What do I care about? What am I passionate about? And so in trying to deal with my own kind of career goals or long-term life goals, it was really difficult to do when I was overwhelmed by clutter. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of the first step in a personal development journey. And something that I've reflected on recently is that a lot of my clients that I've worked with, as they clear out that clutter in different areas of their lives, suddenly they unlock a new version of themselves where they start to think about like, oh, I really want to look into spirituality or, oh, I really want to develop my career in this new direction I hadn't even thought of. And it's like their minds did not have the space to do that. Yeah, and to get creative. Through. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love how you explained it. It's it's so clear. And I really agree with you. I'm a bit of an organization freak myself. Mm-hmm. And really, for me, without organization, I lack the clarity. I lack the creativity. I lack the inspiration, the motivation. Everything is just feels like a, an obligation you know? And I feel like organization definitely helps you to put your, your needs and your desires first. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's so important because that's at the end of the day, it's everything being organized. It's not just to be able to say you're organized, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's about how you feel. It's about making you more satisfied with your life. That's exactly it. It's also the fact that it's not that black and white. Like it's not either you're organized or you're not. And I think a lot of people are intimidated by that thinking, yeah. oh, well, I'm not, Mar- I'm not Marie Kondo. Therefore, I'm just going to give up and let the, the clutter overwhelm my life. And it's more about the more organized version of you 
that creates a lot of that space and creativity and clarity, like you were saying. And so it's, you know, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about this later, but it's just around the baby steps, like taking those little improvements day to day and giving yourself that space. And even for people who say that they're naturally organized, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just, okay, well, your lifestyle has changed and Mm -hmm. now it's time to find a better routine that fits your new lifestyle. So, and I, I typically work with kind of what I call overwhelmed overachievers, where there was a point in your life where you probably were super organized, but things came up, life got crazy. And now you're feeling this haze of like, I can't focus on anything because I'm just so overwhelmed. And so it's helping to break through a lot of that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I love that. I love that you're saying how we're not necessarily the organized type or not. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, some people are naturally more organized, Um, however, it's a bit like what we were saying at the start of this conversation, you know, you can always learn, you can always Mm -hmm. improve. So it's important to be aware of that. Um, you're not a lost soul. If anyone is listening here and (laughs) (laughs) they don't have their shit together, it's okay. You can improve. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so what are the most common issues actually your clients face in general? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say, and the, the different programs that I go through with my clients really revolve around different areas of your life and how you can clear through each of them. So one of the biggest things that I see, honestly, and I kind of alluded to this earlier is that they've got a lot of expectations on themselves of what organized looks like and what it's supposed to look like. And so that gets in the way of making any progress at all, because it's very much, you know, if I'm not able to have a perfectly clean home, a very successful career where I know exactly where I'm going and my finances are perfectly in order and my health and wellness is right on track and my time management and, you know, I'm, my schedule is always the same. If I don't have it all together, I'm just going to give up. Mm-hmm. I'm just not even going to bother. And so it's kind of giving that structure and accountability to say, Hey, let's take this one step at a time and move forward from there. And I go through the different areas of my clients' lives in that order, because I find that that tends to be the most digestible, where you start with the thing that's the most immediate, the most impacting you day to day. And then you get to the higher level things that require a little bit more thinking, just as you unlock more and more space in your mind to be able to even conceptualize it. So yeah, it's really just honestly, the pressure that we put on ourselves that I find is the biggest barrier. And then as you start to make little pieces of progress, you give yourself that motivation to say, oh, hey, I'm actually moving forward in the way that I want to. And this feels really great. And I want more of this. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I've seen most often. Okay. So, so what is the order again? Physical space first, your home? Your yeah, apartment. exactly. Okay. So and the underpinning of all of this, and this, this is the, the piece that surprises a lot of clients the most before any of these improvements, we start with core values. And so we start with, let's figure out what kind of person you are at your core and what matters to you so that we can leverage that in all the different areas as we go through them. And so that was actually the first step of my own personal development journey of realizing like, I need to know what's important to me and what makes me different from others before I start to try to improve anything, because otherwise all you're doing is just copying others and hoping that it works. So typically, you know, if I find someone who's, um, let's say they have a core value of collaboration or community or something where it really involves other people, 
trying to do a lot of these life improvement things on your own in isolation isn't going to work for those people. They really need to connect with others to be able to make improvements versus someone that's a little bit more introverted. And what they really care about is mastery or ambition or things that are a little bit more kind of challenge oriented. They're going to have a totally different approach to how they do it. So that's kind of the the very, very first step that doesn't, doesn't feel like organization, but in the end, it's really relevant. Yeah, I feel like values is really the, the foundation of, you know, any, any kind of coaching journey, or as you said, in general, personal development journey, you know, like mm-hmm. trying to, to be more uh, aware of yourself, of what is important to you in order to make choices accordingly in everything mm-hmm. in your life, you know, in your organization style, uh, your relationships, your work, you know, that's definitely something I do as well with my clients with, um, you know, their career transitions, because Mm -hmm. most of the time, and I mean, it's a bit like what you said, you know, we study something, we end up somewhere, and then it takes, I don't know how many years until we realize what we enjoy and what we don't. And it's Mm -hmm. such a shame that we don't do this from the start, you know, when we're young. No one teaches us to do that. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, this is not just about careers, but in general, I find it so interesting that you, you mix, um, you know, those, those things that really life coaching, uh, knowledge mm-hmm. that you have with something more tangible, like organization skills. It's, exactly. It's it really mesh. It meshes really well in the end. Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right. So thank you for that. Um, so I, I mean, I'm guilty here as well, but (laughs) there are tons of articles, tips, posts on how to be more organized and efficient in life. And I guess with all the information out there, especially for someone who's maybe not naturally organized, it can get hard to know what to focus on first uh, when we decide to become more organized. And I guess you kind of answered to that question by saying we should focus on values, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but is there maybe something, I don't know, like really a, an important tip or a little hack that you could uh, share with us or maybe break some myths that there are about mm-hmm. um, organization that would be totally. helpful. Yeah, for sure. So I will say that this is something that uh, my kind of social media aspects really do touch on in terms of day-to-day tips, but also a lot of that myth busting. And one of the big ones that I call out, and we kind of talked about this earlier as well, is the the myth of disorganization as a personality trait, Mm -hmm. like the fact that, oh, I'm just a disorganized person. That's just who I am. Mm -hmm. And personally, I think that that's a little bit defeatist because I don't think that being in a state of disorganization is a death sentence. Like you're not stuck there forever. You don't have to feel this way. And it's, it's really, again, about those, those feelings of like, how is it supporting you? And of course, what organized looks to one person might be different versus what it looks like to someone else. And so that's totally fine. But if you're feeling the weight and the overwhelm of being disorganized, that's not a, that's not a personal, like you're, you're stuck with that forever. Mm-hmm. It's really just about finding those routines that work for you. And in terms of, and, and again, like, no, there's no one size fits all solution for any particular tip. What I almost recommend is kind of streamlining the, amount of information that you're taking in about this. Cause I find that a lot of people, if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're going to start Googling everything. You're going to find a million 
Exactly. You're going to find a million different tips and tricks and things you should do. And, oh, do your inbox this way versus this way. And I even will say I've done a, um, an inbox detox workshop in the past couple of months um, that I have a recording for. If anybody wants to watch it, it's free. But um, basically, it kind of walks you through a super simple, high level process because not everything's going to work for every person. So it's like, here's some suggestions on how you can automate things if you want to, or how you can put things in folders if you want to. But the most important piece of the workshop was like, let's spend some time together and work on it and give us the accountability that we need to do that. And like, that's the common factor is the accountability and like the structure to get you there. So it's not so much any particular one tip that's going to help. It's really just everybody find what's going to work for you. Now let's hold each other as we do it. So that's kind of the the direction I would say is, you know, find yourself the support that you need to walk through identifying those routines that will work for you best. And it will take some trial and error, which is totally fine. You know, you'll try something, it won't work for you. But as you go through that process, just finding some sort of support or some sort of accountability to say, Hey, this didn't work. That's okay. Let's try something else. Let's move on and, and see what, what is working for you best and hold on to those baby steps that are moving you in, in the right direction and, you know, kind of being sustainable in those developments. Okay. So when you talk about structure here, it's really about having the space and, mm-hmm. and the support and this accountability that you're talking about to, to exactly. Okay. Yeah. And what is like really a first step that someone could take? You know, if someone is listening right now and they're really like, okay, you know, I'm ready to get the support and what what should I focus on right now? Totally. Yeah. So I would say, I mean, the first, the very first step is going to be getting to know yourself. It might even be like taking out a piece of paper and writing down some of the things about you that, that really stand out to you that are unique for you. And then kind of thinking through, okay, well, what does that mean for each area of my life? What does me being you know, motivated or being motivated by efficiency. That's one that's mine. And it's very weird because most people don't have efficiency as a core value, but for me it is. And so I'm kind of thinking through how can I be efficient with my health and fitness? Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that might mean rather than doing a three hour workout twice a week, it might be, you know, consolidating things into a smaller period of time or taking out a, a drive to the gym because that doesn't feel efficient to mm-hmm. me and trying to figure that out. And so it's almost like kind of applying those values or those, those pieces of your personality to each area of your life and thinking, what would that look like mm-hmm. in this area of my life? And how like, can what I, what is my ideal day? Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. keeping in mind these aspects of my personality, what would this look like in real life? Mm. Um, for someone who's, you know, wanting the help on that, of course, I've got lots of free stuff that people can take advantage of on, uh, on my Instagram. So feel free to check that out or, even just hop on a free coaching call to be perfectly honest. Can, and kind of yeah. By that. the way, where, where can people find you or your free resources? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm at simpleharmonic.co. That's also my website if you want to go there, but that's the, that's the Instagram too. And so that's just something that I kind of offer forever is kind of these, these free sample coaching calls to ensure that people have the the sense of like, what even is coaching in this space? Because it's really different from having an organizational consultant come in and tell Mm -hmm. you what to do. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more kind of creating that space for you to explore what will work best for you based on your own personality and lifestyle and values. So 
it's uh, it's a different approach for sure um, versus kind of the the popularized Marie Kondo home edit, all of these things where they're like, here's how you must do it. Do it exactly this way. Follow these tips and you'll be good. And that can feel really overwhelming for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I feel like this might, you know, for people who want to be efficient, they might look for mm-hmm. answers there first. Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah. tell me what to do, you know? But mm-hmm. then as they try to apply it to their lives, that might not be so personalized and might not be aligned with, as you said, their lifestyle, their desires, their goals, all of that. So it's at the end, they end up giving up mm-hmm. <laughs> on those new habits. And, and it's a shame. Like I, I definitely feel like coaching in that sense is, is so powerful because it is always so personal. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I always find it so interesting too, where if I'll kind of be working through a specific topic with a client and at the end of the call, they kind of come to this realization and say, this is what I should do. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. I'm super motivated. And it's exactly what I kind of had thought it might be. And they even will say like, if you had told me what to do, it would have been the same thing, but I wouldn't have been as bought in as as I am now. I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't have wanted to do it, but we kind of come to this realization ourselves. And that's the powerful part of coaching. It's not the thing. It's the, how you got there. Yeah. Yeah. It's asking the the right questions Mm -hmm. for the people to, to find their own answers. Exactly. Because we all know best what's best for us. (laughs) Um, so you are, and I really admire that, a corporate director, a coach, a writer as well, and also a wife and a cat mom I saw. So uh-huh. how, do you, how do you manage to wear all these hats uh, without burning out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that the biggest piece for me is really around being clear on prioritization and identifying like what are the non-negotiables that I'm doing in the day What are the different aspects of my work that need to get done? And what are those deliverables or those timelines or who am I being held accountable to in those situations? And then with with coaching or even in my relationships, it's kind of finding, again, those kind of bare minimum pieces of, yes, I need to get these done because this is what I'm being held accountable to. And then from there, what would feel good and what would feel supportive to to get done? And so in some aspects or or elements of my life, things might get deprioritized or reprioritized on the back burner versus not. And so it's really just kind of allowing that to shift over time. And also getting the, the support, honestly, that I need with it. We're kind of in a, a coaching program together, the two of us. And so that's something that having that support for any sort of mindset, things that come up around that, where if I'm judging myself, we're not posting enough because I've been busy with work. How can I kind of work through those different um, kind of mindset pieces that come up, knowing that it's not very supportive of me to sit in that. So it's really, you know, in general, prioritizing as best as I can and then getting the support where I need it. Yeah. Yeah. That's such good advice because I feel like sometimes we can get really overwhelmed with all the responsibilities, our goals, our desires, things that we just have to do, uh, people expecting things from us as well. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so much. So yeah, it's, it's important to, to prioritize for sure. And also being aware that you're not, you're not going to be able to work some Simon simultaneously <laughs> on all on all the areas of your life you know mm-hmm. and and be perfect at it at the same time um and then the support piece is so important too i mean 
Uh, I love the coaching we get. Uh, and it's funny because sometimes, you know, I come across people that are like, but you are a coach. So why would you need a coach? You know, mm -hmm. you, you have the tools, but it's not so much about the tools and the skills. It's really about, I mean, in your case, look, you are someone who is very efficient. You are a high achiever. Uh, you've got your shit together, you know, but <laughs> you still need that space. You still need that right. support, you know, to not burn mm -hmm. out and to feel understood and to feel supported. So, so it's, yeah, I love that you say that because a lot of people have issues with asking for help. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. It's, it's great that you as a high achiever, as someone, you know, who is doing so much already that you admit and, and say openly that you also need that support. I think, uh, yeah, that's something that we should share more often. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So let's talk about something that is unfortunately is still very common. Uh, Sunday scaries. So mm -hmm. How would you define it? Where would you say it comes from? And how can we overcome it? Yeah, so Sunday scaries, if you're not familiar with the phrase, I say it a lot on, uh, on my own socials, but it's really that preemptive anxiety that people will get on a Sunday in advance of the Monday coming and the week ahead and all of the pressures of work and all of the things that might come up as you're heading into the week. And really what it does, unfortunately, is that it can sabotage the rest time that you should be having on that Sunday because you need to be ready for the Monday. And so if you spend that time kind of wallowing in that, in that anxiety or that stress ahead of time, then you end up not getting the rest that you need to even be able to handle what's coming up in the week. So what I, um, I kind of tongue in cheek have named a, an Instagram live series that I've done over the past couple of years, uh, the Sunday scary social club, where we kind of just talk about a life organization tip or aspect, um, on a Sunday, just basically to kind of distract from any of that anxiety that, that folks are facing. But realistically, when it comes to that, that element, I, I find that personally, what, what I'll do to combat that Sunday scaries feeling is really just getting clear on what it is that is causing some of that anxiety. Yeah. In some cases, in a lot of cases for myself, it's kind of trying to remember or keep top of mind all of the things that I have coming up where it's like, oh, I have to remember that I need to send that email. Oh, I have to remember that I need to do this. And so you start to almost build your itinerary for Monday ahead of time. So what I personally do in those instances is I have a physical planner. That's just a thing that I enjoy having. Other people prefer digital, whatever you, whatever works for you, but I'll start writing down what those things are so that I can let go of that kind of death grip that my mind has on those topics until Monday. So it's like, okay, I've got it written down. It's already taken care of. That's all good. Um, so that can be one piece that like alleviates some of that anxiety and pressure that I'm putting on my mind. Um, and then another piece just in terms of weekends in general is giving yourself enough space and enough structure to be able to enjoy the time that you have to relax. And so for some people having any plans on the weekend can be super anxiety inducing for others, having no plans at all can also be really anxiety inducing. And that's kind of the bent that I have is if I don't have anything planned, I'll spend the entire day spiraling about what I could do. <laughs> and so, and that's just kind of for overachievers, that might be something that comes up. And so it's, 
kind of giving yourself like a fun thing to look forward to that isn't a ton of pressure or, um, or effort, but it's still like, I'm going to go for a walk by the lake on Sunday at this time. And then I, I have that thing that I can kind of anchor to. So I'm not feeling a lot of pressure to come up with a million other things I could be doing. So yeah, those are some of the tips so that worked for me. I never really, like, I never realized that, but, you know, I even write to-do lists on the weekend because mm-hmm. of that, because it stresses me out to go from all in or nothing, like, you know, yeah. during the week being so busy and then there's nothing. <laughs> and I just, I just realized that that's so funny. Yeah. So I really, I really enjoyed those, those tips. Um, and also I feel like, yeah, doing something, making lists in general for mm-hmm. whatever, you know, you have, whether it's digital or physical is so helpful. And I do the same thing on Sundays. I always take for maybe an hour, whether it's in the morning or in the evening, but I know at some point I'm going to sit down and take mm-hmm. that time for myself to just write down what I need to do for the week, like the week to do list. And I started mm-hmm. doing this about two months ago and mm-hmm. it's changed a lot of, um, so much for me because yeah I found a a lot more of serenity with starting the week Uh, Mm -hmm. because I feel like sometimes even you know a lot of people think that they have Sunday scares because they don't enjoy their work and Mm -hmm. often it's the case but not always sometimes you do enjoy your work you're happy to do whatever you're doing you know you're satisfied with your life but you still get anxiety because you just still have a lot of stuff to do. So yeah. I feel like, yeah, doing that little week to-do list on Sundays is so refreshing. Like it's it's a relief, mm-hmm. you know, to put on paper everything that's on your mind, to just stop thinking about it and enjoy your time instead. Totally. Yeah. And honestly, like from a biological perspective, the Sunday scaries really do make a lot of sense in the sense that you've got five days straight where you're working, whether it's, you know, a lot of effort or not, like you're kind of in that work mode Mm -hmm. and you've got the Saturday where you kind of like take a breath, you like collapse into your chair, you watch Netflix, do whatever it is. And then as you're getting geared up for the next week, that's kind of your body's response to, okay, I've got to be ready to do effort. And so it's like the adrenaline starts going, Mm -hmm. like, of course, you're going to feel more like anxious if you're not preempting it, or you're not kind of preparing for that feeling and and helping to kind of mitigate it a bit. It's really that your body isn't sure how to relax properly when it knows that you've got effort coming up. So it's almost like a, right before you get into a race, like, of course your heart's going to start beating because it's like, okay, we're going to start running. Let's go. So it's really, you know, giving yourself that acknowledgement and then also helping to alleviate some of that stress so that it's not spoiling any of the rest that you could be having. Yeah, because who invented the weekdays and the weekend? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we, should have, we should have three-day weekends for sure. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Um, all right. So last but not least, what is the, the right mindset or... I don't know. Yeah. The right mindset to adopt, um, or remind yourself of when trying to, to get more organized. Yeah. So this one kind of goes back to the baby steps conversation. It's really giving yourself the permission to make small improvements over time, rather than requiring a life overhaul. When you decide it's time to get your shit together, it really can be, you know, steps over time. And whether it's, you know, a couple of weeks or a couple of months or a couple of years where you work towards a version of yourself that just feels better. 
that's okay. And so giving yourself that space and also understanding that when you take baby steps, you also get the opportunity to evaluate on a longer term, whether that individual thing is working Mm -hmm. because it can be really easy. You know, if you decide, okay, I'm going to organize my entire house this weekend. I'm just going to do all of it at once. It's going to be a huge blitz. And what'll happen is even if you do get through it, which a lot of the time you won't, you'll like get halfway through and it's all over and it's just a disaster. But even if you do finish it and it starts to unwind itself over time, because you didn't really create some of the sustainable aspects of, you know, understanding what your lifestyle looks like. And does this even make sense to put this thing away over here now that you use it in another room and that kind of thing. If you're doing this all at once, you'll never have that opportunity to look at each individual aspect and go, is this the problem? Is that the problem? Like where, where did it break down? And so I find that the slower you can kind of make those improvements, you can really give yourself that reflection time. And again, that mental clarity of like, Hey, I'm feeling better day to day because of this improvement that I've made and I'm sticking to it. And it feels really good to do that. So that's the the mindset in general that I find is really useful is just giving yourself permission to take your time and do what actually works for you versus what's working for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel also maybe that instead of seeing it as a goal, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to get organized. And as you said, you know, like this kind of mammoth project of, okay, I'm going to do all of this, you know, but instead of seeing it like a goal, like a destination, trying to see it more like a, a small habit to pick up and, mm-hmm. and then maybe like it becomes more and more regular or you can improve it a bit like working out, a bit like eating mm-hmm. healthy, all of these things. Yeah, as you said, baby steps and, and mm-hmm. seeing it more like a, a habit that is going to help you more than a, a task or a goal or something you need to achieve that is just going to stress you out even more. Yeah, totally. And organized is a state of mind. That's kind of the the approach that I take where it's how how organized are you feeling? Because that's really what's going to matter in the end. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Hilary. That was so helpful. Um, and yeah, I hope that you'll come back soon on the podcast to talk about more. Um, and yeah, again, happy, happy Women's Day. Have a, have a beautiful day. And I'll see you soon. (laughs) Thank you so much.